0: This is Trina McNeely, and you're listening to the Radical Radiance
1: Podcast. Hey, friends, welcome to the Radical Radiance Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca George, and I'm so thrilled to be with you today as we sit down with one of my new friends, Trina McNeely, author of Unclutter Your Soul. This conversation was so rich and such... A needed message for right now I'm so excited to share her with you Before I do, I want to share about one of our sponsors The Shine Bright Journal The Shine Bright Journal is a free 100 page resource That you can go grab today At RadicalRadiance.live That will walk you through a lot of what we talk about Around here, what does it look like For us to radiate the heart of Jesus In all we do, I can't wait for you to go grab it Again, RadicalRadiance.live And help me welcome our new friend Trina to the show Trina, I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for being my guest today.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I am excited as well. We're new friends, but we have a lot of mutual friends, which is really fun. And I am so excited about your new book that we get to talk about today. And one of my favorite parts of this job is getting to hear the story behind the story, right? We we know as authors, you, you hold a book in your hands and you wonder like, I wonder what led her down that path or what, how God led her to or stirred that message in her heart. And that's one of my favorite first questions to ask. Yeah. I'd love to hear your heart behind this one. So it's called Unclutter Your Soul, Overcome What Overwhelms You. And I'd love to just start there, Trina, and have you share a little bit of your heart behind the message.
0: Yeah, thank you. So I, I feel like as writers, you know, we write what we have to learn. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so for me, obviously, this was a really personal journey. Um, I am a person who has a very busy mind and inner life and has a lot going on. I've struggled with fear since I was a child. And, you know, going into adult, it kind of morphs more into anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so this just, you know was me working through things. And so my first book is called La La Lovely. And in that book, I had a chapter called Mental Clutter, Mm. which I loved. And I was talking about the busy mind. And, um, I just, you know, it was possibly going to be a book all on mental clutter or La La Lovely. And I had to make that decision. And I decided that I couldn't write it at that time. I really wanted Mm. to, that was the book I wanted to write. But I just couldn't, I knew in my heart and after praying that I just wasn't in a good place to serve the reader and to speak from a place of having, you know, walked through and, and finding some um, space to overcome some of those things. So I'm like, I'm too much in the thick of it. I've got to live this out first. So as that book was wrapping up, I knew at some point that I'd probably write a book on this, but really it was just me living it out, and I'm a big journaler, so I mm-hmm. journal my way through life, and I kind of work through hardship and hard times with words. So I was doing that and doing my own research and just kind of living it out. Um, you know, in the first book, i I talk a little bit about brokenness. Well, I talk a lot about brokenness and what what broke me, which was uh, my parents divorcing after nearly forty years of marriage. And just kind of life as I knew it really unraveling. And Mm. so, um, you know, it was coming to a lot of realizations, but uncluttering my soul was really having to work through that to not let all of the hurt and the emotional woundings and the anxiety. And I went through pretty serious depression Not to just let all of that fester, but to try to work through and unpack and begin to unclutter those things so that they weren't taking up residence in my soul.
1: Mm, That's so good. So if somebody's listening and the idea of uncluttering their soul feels maybe new to them and they want to think, they want to think through, okay, how do I take Trina's story and and begin to see in my own life the ways where my mm-hmm. soul might be cluttered right now? What might that what might that look like? How does that manifest itself in in our mm-hmm. lives? Um, mm-hmm. Will you start there?
0: Yeah, I think first, what I would love to do is kind of defined, define, define, what I mean by the word soul because yes. you know it's a word that we use a lot, especially people of faith, and you know, we've got spirit, soul, heart, and we kind of mix them up interchangeably. And while I'm not a theologian, I wish I was, um, you know, I do a little <laughs> bit of research and I'd love to do more, but What I understand the soul to be is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Mm, So I just like to paint that picture and help people understand. So I know I was talking about a busy mind, um, but I always think too, like we um, are a spirit. That's who we really are. We have a soul and we live in a body. And so when I'm talking about soul clutter, I'm talking about, you know your mind and your emotions and, and kind of your inner life and who you are yeah. as a person. Your soul is also like your personality. So I wanted to kind of define that. But to help people kind of wrap their mind around what exactly is soul clutter, um, it really can vary for people. And so I try in the book to share what my soul clutter looked like and say, this is not an exhaustive list. Um, but to give you some examples, um, it can be the, this, I call it like the soundtrack of your soul. It can be the narratives, yeah. the stories that we tell ourselves, what kind of lies that we pick up and believe along the way. Those can turn into beliefs. Um, it can be emotional pain, emotional mm. wounds, anxiety, depression, loneliness. Um, and when we don't. When we don't pay attention to what's happening on the inside of us, that's when, you know, something that can be like what I call everyday stress, you know, which
1: mm-hmm. we
0: all, that's just part of life. It can turn into chronic stress or, mm-hmm. you know, if we're feeling sadness and we're not paying attention to it, you know, that can develop into a longer term depression or, you know, even a lot of soul clutter can be addiction um, yeah. because we're using we have certain behavioral patterns and coping mechanisms. And I think coping mechanisms can be a form of clutter. Um, And when we are not working to make them healthy coping mechanisms, you know, it can go, it can go in a way we don't want it to. So I hope that kind of like frames what I mean by soul clutter. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this, but the beautiful part is this is not the whole idea of this book is not like, you know, There are three really uh, definitive steps that we'll talk about, but this isn't just like one, two, three, and it's very personal. I'm giving like parameters and sharing my story and giving Mm -hmm. really specific uh, practical steps you can take, but it's all about taking this journey with the Holy Spirit, and he's really going to help you identify this soul clutter that you might be a
1: little too close to even see for Mm -hmm. yourself. Hey, friends, quick break in this conversation to remind you of something. If you are loving the show, you're loving the conversations we're having, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would leave a rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts for Radical Radiance. When that happens, when more of those happen, the show gets put in front of more women. And in turn, it allows them the opportunity to take part in conversations that will show them more about what it looks like to radiate the heart of Jesus. And I can't can't think of anything better than that. So it would mean the world to me if you would take just two minutes of your time and leave a rating and a written review. I'd love to hear what you think. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Yeah, that's so good. Okay. While we're here, I'd love to go ahead and and sort of flesh that out for people. What I always say before I ask a question like this is the purpose of this conversation is to lead people towards the book. That is the goal. (laughs) So we want you to listen to this conversation and go grab a copy of unclutter your soul. And so my question for you is to a listener thinking, yeah, Trina, that sounds really helpful to me in this season. What is sort of that framework that they work through that you you had mentioned just a second ago? That way they can kind of be thinking through, okay, yeah, that feels mm-hmm. like something I really need.
0: Yeah. So the book is divided into three sections, and those are the three main points. Each chapter uh, is an action step because okay. – um, surprise! I'm so much in my head that I <laughs> had to learn to start to take action because that activates change. So the three overarching steps are observe, own, and overcome. And so okay. everything kind of filters through that lens. And if you'd like, I can you know give a brief synopsis or talk a little bit about each. Um, but those are, those are the three main things, the three O's we call it own and overcome.
1: I love that. I love that. I think I, as I was working through my questions, I thought I tried to kind of touch on them all. So this is, this is helpful for people. So one of the things that you say is paying attention precedes Mm -hmm. change. So on that sort of first topic, why is it important to first observe our lives and observe what's going on in our soul before we begin to own it or or take action and things like that?
0: Yeah. Well, it's so important. And I use the um, analogy metaphor, if you will, in the book of a real home uh, for a number of reasons. One, because, I call myself a home girl. I love home. I love design decor. I just love the idea and the feel of home also because we are living homes, right? If we're Mm -hmm. believers and Christ makes Mm -hmm. his home in us and asks us to make his home in him. So we're, we're this living, breathing home. And so I like to look through that lens. And also we all know, you know, what it means to declutter our homes. And so if you're not paying attention, if you're not observing in your physical, actual, lived-in home, the clutter that you have, you can't you can't declutter it. You can't get rid of it mm-hmm. if you won't open the door and look. So I always think of, of course, like the basement or the attic or the garage where we kind of shove stuff or
1: a mm-hmm. closet. You
0: know, shut the door before people come over. Don't let anyone see the mess. Um, so we have to look at. The mess. We can't just like know there's a mess here, um, or I would probably say I am a mess. Um, but we have to like sort through and see what's mm-hmm. really there, so that we can take a good look and know what we need to um, maybe process, what we need to get rid of, um, what is no longer serving us, what is what might be mm-hmm. causing more pain in our lives. Uh, so we have to take a good look before. We can take action.
1: Yeah, that's so good. This reminds me a little bit of some of the things that John Acuff talks about in his book Soundtracks. When and and the thing that I'm replaying in my mind is what are the soundtracks that keep playing in my heart and in my soul. Uh, that need tending to right like that word just keeps coming to mind as you're talking and um, that was one of the things that I took away from that book not necessarily a principle that he talked about but just that word soundtrack like is that something that is repetitive clutter in my heart and mind and soul that needs to be dealt with Um, I think a lot of times we just or at least I don't I just don't take time to do that I'm not that's not a gift. That's not a strength that I am just bent towards. (laughs) It takes a lot of intentionality for me to slow down long enough to realize, okay, this heart issue or this thing needs to be really, really dealt with. So I love that that's where you start. I think that is so important. And Mm -hmm. with that, sometimes our soul clutter consists of things we just don't, we don't want to confront or talk about or deal with. right? Mm -hmm. And there's such power in opening up and sharing those things with others. When we bring it into the light, the darkness doesn't have power over it anymore, right? And right. so will you talk about the power of of opening up and sharing our soul clutter with others?
0: Yeah, for sure. I didn't know that about John Acuff's book. I'm going to have to check that out because the first chapter yeah. in Unclutter Your Soul is listen to the soundtrack of your soul. What? So, it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's so cool. It's all,
0: yeah, it's all about that. So I love that. So now I'm gonna have to check out his book. No idea. Yeah. Um. So yes, repeat that question again, just so yeah. I don't miss it. I know. I know yeah, asking,
1: but. totally. Yeah. So there is so often things that we just don't want we don't want to confront or deal with in yeah. terms of soul clutter. Yeah. And why does it matter so much that we open up and share those things with others?
0: Yeah. Oh, it matters so much. And sometimes we're too close to it that we don't see it. So there's people that will speak into our lives and sometimes we get mad at them at first because they see what yeah. we think. Um That's part of my story. Uh, so we need those people, but In I believe it's in the own section. I have a chapter that's called Talk About the Things That You Can't Talk About. Mm. And it's probably my favorite chapter and the one that will make me weepy. Um, Yeah. Because we all have those things that these personal private battles that we're going through, um, that we have to remind ourselves when we're looking at the glossy Instagram photos that we don't really Mm -hmm. know what's going on. Even when people share their battles, there's layers upon layers that are so much deeper, um, Mm -hmm. so much deeper than we really know. And so in that chapter, I share a little bit about um, addiction. And Mm -hmm. um, it's been an issue in my family of origin, a really difficult one. And it's not something I can talk about all the time. I've shared stories of addiction, People that have given me permission, but for so long, you know, I just couldn't even speak those words, yeah. Um, because you know, we carry we also carry secrets, right? I mean, there's the adage mm-hmm. that says we're only as sick as our secrets, and so, like you said earlier, um, when we give light to the darkness, right, it it, it mm-hmm. just it disempowers it, and so there. But there was very tender things, you know, like a lot of times as I said, we're carrying these stories and this pain that it might not totally be our um, story to tell, but you're very much in the wake of it. And I'm sure I'm speaking to some of the listeners. Now you're very much in the wake of something that you didn't start or you didn't do, but is causing you great distress and great pain. And, you, you want to talk to someone, but you're also really scared to because you um, don't want to betray anyone. You love your family or whoever it is, or maybe it's maybe it's you, and you just don't want to give voice to it um, mm. because you're afraid of, of judgment, and there's shame. There's so much shame attached to some of these things, but I just want to encourage everyone to try to find one person that's trusted. You know, you, there's counselors mm-hmm. um maybe one trusted friend these aren't things the things that I talk about in that chapter it's not they're not things that I'm I'm saying go shout it from the rooftops go talk about it on social sure media, it's it's tender and private things but but when you're able to speak those things i mean i remember when my parents were getting divorced i couldn't even say the word out of my mouth to my lifelong yeah. best friends like i just couldn't say it but when i did um you know, that opened the door to a long journey of healing.
1: Yeah. I wasn't so
0: alone when we carry these things, we're just so alone and that's not how God intended us to live. And we, we can't experience full freedom and healing, um, when we're just trying to do it all on our own.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had one of those moments last night. I had a conversation with my husband and without oversharing, I, I just finally said the hard thing that was going on in my heart Mm -hmm. that I had been wrestling through with God. And it was like when the words came out of my mouth, I was free of it. Mm -hmm. You know, God and I had worked through it, but I but I hadn't talked through it with my husband. And it was like, okay, once I just said it, once I said the hard thing, it helped in some way the steps that maybe I didn't feel that I had taken towards healing or freedom. I felt like I got closer, you know, and I think that's what happens when we, um, when we do have those, those conversations. And so that's so powerful. One of the things that I'd love to, I'd love to talk through, you know, the last piece of the book is overcome. Mm -hmm. And that is such a strong, beautiful word. Yeah. And as you recount, you know, going on this journey with the Lord and being on the other side of writing this book, I just wonder what does that word mean to you now yeah. on the other side of writing?
0: Yeah. Well, I was, it, it's a loaded word, right? And it's a, yeah. it be a very like Christian word. So I was a little hesitant. I had it as a chapter title and then it became the subtitle. And I was a little hesitant because um, it's a loaded word. But yeah. what I found as I was writing the book and you know going through the process was first of all, like I had a misconception about the idea of overcoming. I always was looking at it as an elusive, arrival, a place that I had to get Mm. to, and then, you know, you're on the other side of pain and problems, and then you can experience peace and joy and get on with your life and so forth, and um, as I was working through, you know, my own uncluttering and overcoming things, uh, I hate to say it, but things just keep coming in life and in this world, and so my perspective changed, and firstly, I would say I had to really have a revelation of something I already knew as a Christian, which is we are overcomers. It's who we are because Mm -hmm. Christ calls us that. So I, of course I knew that in my head, but I needed a revelation of that in my heart and in my soul. So that's a perspective. Nobody, and nobody can take that from you if you're a believer. Mm -hmm. But what I discovered was, and I'm living out now is that overcoming is a process so mm. it's not this, you know, competition to get to the other side and take these 10 steps and then, you know, you're done. Nope. It's a process and almost like a practice, I call it. So yeah. we are overcome <laughs> in, it's, mm. it's continual. So, and there may be things, you know, um, that you find as you start to unpack and unclutter, um, that you, you know, like you're just kind of, um, lean that way like I am a bit of a pensive person I'm a deep thinker so I can be Mm -hmm. kind of melancholy I don't think Mm -hmm. that's really going to change about my personality but if I don't continue to work to take ownership of that then I easily you know kind of tip over into depression so um well I would like my story to be I totally have you know overcome and I'm so happy-go-lucky all the time yeah it's a it's a process I'm overcoming and participating you know Christ invites us into participation I'm participating with the spirit and keeping in step and um, so that's what overcoming means to me and it's a process but what I found out was I don't have to I don't have to wait Um, I can experience peace and joy in the process right where I am and in fact when I do when I pursue peace and I call it strategizing for joy and partake in joy even as I'm overcoming it's like a super boost it like actually Mm -hmm. helps you to overcome when you um, participate in that instead of waiting for it and longing Um, we do Mm. long for joy but I think I've got a quote I forget who it was it might have been the author of the little prince but it's it's one of my epigraphs like the quotes at the front of the chapter but it said um there's joy there are joys that long to be yours so as we're longing Mm. for joy I loved that imagery like there's joy that is longing to be ours so why not just go ahead and experience it
1: Mm, that's so good that's so good I love that so much well, I am so excited about this message. I'm going to say the title of the book one more time. It's called Unclutter Your Soul, Overcome What Overwhelms You. And there's a question, Trina, that I always ask each one of our guests that comes on the show, and I'm so excited to mm-hmm. ask you. It goes back to a verse that God really used in my life as he was giving me direction on what to call the podcast and all those things, and it's Psalm 34, 5. It says, those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered in shame. Mm -hmm. And so the question that I love asking Trina is what about Jesus makes you radiant?
0: I love that. I love that verse. Um, I would just say, I mean, that is easy and hard to answer because Jesus is, he's everything. I don't think, I know I would not be here talking to you today if it was not for him. Um, Not just like, saving me in the salvation sense of the word, but like that whole sense of salvation where like saving me in my soul and walking me through this process. I couldn't get out from under that clutter without Jesus. So he's the light. So I know I gave you that home Mm. analogy, but I just want to give this word picture of if my body. You know, if if I am a home, a living home, and the eyes are the window to the soul, then he is the twinkle in my eye.
1: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love that so much. Well, I I know I am so excited to go through this book. I I skimmed and got ready for our conversation, but I'm just so excited to just soak in all of your wisdom uh, just in this message. I need it so badly in this season of my life and I just I can't wait for that and I'm so grateful that you wrote what was probably a really hard book to write. And I just know it's going to be such a gift and an encouragement to us. So as our listeners are falling in love with you, as I have in this conversation, I want you to tell them where can they connect with you and um, get both of your books, all the things after they listen to this conversation.
0: Yeah. So you can visit my website, which is Trina McNeely and it's T-R-I-N-A-M-C-N-E-I-L-L-Y com, and I've got free sample chapters on my website. Um, You can get the audio version or a PDF download to take a look at the book. I hang out on Instagram mostly as far as social media goes, and you can find me there at Trina underscore McNeely. And you can grab Unclutter Your Soul on Amazon or wherever books are sold.
1: Awesome, Trina! I'm so grateful for you. Thank you again for being my guest today.
0: Thank you, Rebecca.
1: It's been so fun. I hope you loved that conversation with Trina as much as I did. And I hope you'll go grab a copy of Unclutter Your Soul wherever you like to buy books. And friends, the next episode, we will be sitting down with my friend, Lisa Apollo to talk all about her book, Life Can Be Good Again. This is such an important conversation. I love her heart. I think you will too. So join me next time as we sit down with Lisa.